The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands. WTJXFM with yours truly, Neville James. Man, what's up? Yeah, had some run-ins to deal with. I don't know, but your boy is back. It's a beautiful day. Look, I'm tell you something. If you want to, to take pictures, like I was saying in Thomas, of the Virgin Islands, today is that day. Okay? It is... Absolutely spectacular in the Virgin Islands. Matter of fact, when I got in the car this morning, the thermometer said 71 degrees. And uh, so I, I, that may be, you know, uh, that's at like 7, mm, 725 thereabouts, 71 degrees. I was like, wait a minute, what's up? So that's why we speak with the weather service. I got Mary Angeles joining us this morning. Good morning, Mary. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Is it is it as lovely down in San Juan as it is up here in the Virgin Islands? Yes, it is. Is it going to remain this way for the foreseeable future? Say that one more time. Is it going to remain this way for the foreseeable future? Yeah, well, only, yes, until, fri- until Thursday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a front that will make its way into Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands. That will start on Thursday afternoon, and it is expected to remain for at least until Friday morning. After that, we're going to see a decrease in temperatures. It's going to get colder than it is now? Yes. <laughs> yeah. What's and then the- on Thursday and Friday, um, we're going to see an increase in moisture, too. What's- Not too significant, but we're going to see some showers um, during, um, from Thursday to Friday. What's the what's the temperature in San Juan right now? Right now is seventy five. And how low did it get overnight? I believe you got me on that one. I haven't checked yet, but it it didn't actually went to the sixties or anything. It stayed in the seventies. Because I because I, I got in my car and I saw seventy one degrees in my car. It's like wait a minute, what's up? And you're like what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna see it temperatures way cooler on from from Friday onwards. <laughs> it's going to get even cooler? Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. You will have a bless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. And so so um but the weather I'm looking at the at the water is is absolutely still. Mhm. So, yes, so, but it's not going to last long to be honest. By midweek we're going to see, I mean, by the end of the week, we're going to see an increase in the um, seas. This is due to a swell, a northerly swell that will approach the local waters. Mm-hmm. That's why, and it's expected to bring seas up to 10 feet. 
So that's a small craft advisory then? Yeah, we were going to be we're going to be issuing yes, it'll be affecting the small craft um the operators, the small craft operators mm-hmm. mainly in the Atlantic waters and we're also going to be issuing a high rip current risk for some of the areas in the Virgin Islands too. Okay, so that begins when tomorrow Wednesday. That is expected. I mean, uh, tomorrow Thursday, I'm sorry. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday, okay. Mm-hmm. So so, yeah. so, what we're seeing now is going to be in play today and most of Wednesday. Yes, yeah, so tomorrow um, seas are going to start increasing slowly. Mm-hmm. As of right now, seas are up to four feet. Tomorrow they'll be up to five feet, and they will gradually increase okay. through the week. Okay, so, so. And then during the weekend is when um, we're expected to see a higher um, cease. Now, so so basically you're saying today and tomorrow is a good mm-hmm. day for beachgoers and boaters. Exactly. And then, exactly. And then um, beginning tomorrow and starting on Thursday in particular, well, not well, beginning tomorrow and continuing, mm-hmm. continuing on Thursday, mm-hmm. we'll start yes. seeing an increase in wave heights and all that stuff. Exactly. Okay, and the precipitation... Uh-huh. The precipitation comes on the weekend? The rain? Well, the precipitation is going to start on from Thursday afternoon through Friday. Okay. okay yeah. Friday. But it's not going to be, as of right now, models are not suggesting anything significant. Mm-hmm. It's going to be mostly like passing showers um, throughout the day. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's a pretty good forecast, um, except for the fact that it's going to get a little bit more nippier. Um, yeah, sadly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can live with that. We can sleep good at night. We don't have to worry about the fan and all that stuff. So we're good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. we'll reach back to you uh, on Friday. Sounds good. And, I'm uh, looking forward to yeah, that. Thank you very much, Mary Angelis. Appreciate no it. No problem. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Yeah, that's Mary Angelis on the, the weather service. Don Enrico. That's what we so call it when we have fun. Don Enrico. And, uh, yeah, man, seriously, outside look lovely. Island green. You're checking. I mean, got some brown patches, but for the most part, the island green, water uh, blue, a lovely form of blue, of course, you know, we got to be concerned about the sarcasm, you know, because they walk anyway um, throughout the waters, and we got to keep an eye on, on daddy, but for the most part, um, you know, we're going to we gonna be all right, okay, it's good weather, seriously, right now it's mid-70s, or thereabouts, you know something, let me go on there, on the Caricus website to see. Um, what it look like? I wish um Zoe be here so I could, uh, you know, again, again. Uh, I had fallen in love with a particular laptop, you know, and because um, the graphics for that laptop that was were lovely, you could actually see the buoy and all that stuff. No, on a, my cell phone, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful form of, of blue, you know. But um, that particular laptop, they were lovely. Okay. So today is um, the 7th, right, of March. And, uh, man, it's just humming. You know, that means one week, we're one weekend. Right before you know it, April watching us, and of course Easter. Uh, is the April month. And 
Um, typically, this is you know the transition month that we get away from uh, the uh, the cool weather, right? But it looked like it getting cooler. This the this this the um, I don't know. I wouldn't say this is the last one, but yeah, check this one. Uh, this one, if 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 my you know, my car telling me 71 degrees. And it remained that way while I was inland. And then when I, uh, um, by the time I got into Christianstead, it had, I guess the car warmed up a little bit and all that stuff. And uh, it got up to about 74, which is still nice. You know what I'm saying? And, um, uh, and this is, this is March. You know what I'm saying? So, it's interesting. It really is. So I'm trying to find a search engine here so I could put in the St. John buoy because they're, they're giving me the buoys and in um, San Juan Ponce and Rincon. That's over there by Aguadilla, but I want the St. John buoy. Yeah, the St. John buoy is the one that'll hook us up. Let us know what's going on. Go check. Man, I got British Virgin Islands, Mr. St. John. Oh, and the St. John buoy. Mm, probably there. Okay, here we go. Okay, the St. John buoy. Yeah. That station is two brothers. Yeah. Okay, St. John. St. John buoy. They got no recent data for the St. John buoy. Okay. So I go call up on them to tell them to tap into that and tell them what is St. John buoy telling them. Now there's a buoy for Christian State Harbor. And they got data for this from this morning, 718. Okay. That's latitude 17.748, longitude 64.699. The wind direction is 120 degrees. Let me show. Let me, let me click on the chart. The chart gonna give us everything we want to know. Yeah. So this is a good time. So if you're on the mainland, right, and you want to get away, now is the time. Right. Don't even think about it. Just pack up your bags, head to the airport, buy a one-way ticket down and a one-way ticket up. That's the cheapest way. Look at what they're doing to people now. It's ridiculous. I was talking with, and, and I, I gonna have this conversation when we kick in the table, talk a little bit earlier this morning. Now, I am. Um, St. Croix should be forever indebted to American Airlines. I want to make that clear. They have kept us relevant. Um, a lot of airlines have come in for a while and gone, gone and all that stuff, uh, but American has been constant. They've looked out for us, and, you know, they're making money doing it as well because it's a marketplace. But there's something fundamentally wrong. When you're buying a one-way ticket, and I had this conversation with Marisol, and, and I even had a conversation uh, with um, Janine Perez-Santos. I want you to listen to me, but don't just listen to me. Listen to me very carefully. You buy a one-way ticket from... St. Croix or St. Thomas to the New York City Metropolitan Airports. 
That's LaGuardia, JFK, and Newark in New Jersey. One-way ticket via Miami International Airport, $231 plus taxes if you are traveling tomorrow. Like I right here on my phone. That's it. And if you're traveling directly to Miami and not going any further, hold on there. I'll make sure I pull this up and get a right the exact number. $936. Makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Because you're actually taking the exact same flight, right? Here we go. St. Croix to JFK, Wednesday, March the 8th, $223 plus taxes. And you're stopping in Miami. St. Croix to Miami on the exact same flight, leaving at 849 in the morning. more before taxes while taking the exact same flight. So in effect, you're paying $708 less to fly on to the New York City metropolitan area. Please help me make that make sense. I know they have some explanation now all that stuff. But the reality is, if you're not going to New York and you're not packing any bags, you better off just buying a ticket to go to, to, go to New York City if, uh, if you want to go to Miami. And don't take the connecting flight. Basically, that's what they're encouraging. This makes no sense. Now, I know the reason why they do that is because they got to save some seats because people are using Miami as a connecting area, what have you. But you're paying $708 for two flights? $708 less for two flights than you would for one for the exact same first flight? Come on now. Now, of course, you're flying out to New York. You're loving it because it makes sense. It makes like an excellent economic sense. But in principle, no. Something's up. And then eventually we'll get to the bottom of it. We'll hear about, you know, something going on. But with all due respect, I can't understand that increase. But four times the price? Four times the price? 223 times four. Right? Is 892. And you still got another $29 on top of that. Then I don't want to know why we the ball conspiracy. Right? It makes no sense. Now, of course, you know, I only start to try try to do a my COVID thing, and when you when you see me not talking about COVID, you know, thing good, right? So 
Uh, good morning to the Department of Health. I, I heard the press briefing yesterday and all that stuff. We dunked the 25 actives in the territory, man. Things good. 25 actives in the territory. 11 on St. Croix, 12 on St. Thomas, 2 on St. John. The most recent sample, 451 negatives to 12 positives. Mm, that's like 27. That 27, uh, uh, let me see. A 37 to 1 ratio, excuse me. Because 30 would be 360. And then... uh all that stuff. So we're doing good. Nationally, well, nationally and with the American jurisdictions, we dunked to 8.3%. Right? And hospitalizations are at 25,693. However, the debts, average debts at 521. And that's trending in a, that sounds like long COVID or something like that to me. That's right. So, um, Adjustment here, yeah. So, from a COVID perspective, and don't forget, beginning on um, I mean, on March tenth, you know, which happens to be a certain person birthday. Um, they're done with the tracking, right? Let me pull this up. Now, um, I think that's Johns Hopkins. They're gonna end the COVID nineteen tracking on March tenth. So it's gonna be like a three year thing. Mm, end COVID nineteen tracking. Yeah, I think that happens on March 10th. Somebody doing that. Mm. Okay, Johns Hopkins, right? The Coronavirus Resources Center will cease collection and reporting of COVID-19 data, right? Effective March 10th. And this is from the Johns Hopkins um, .edu um, website. And we're going read this a little bit more and go from the other entities are going to continue to to keep it but um john hopkins said they're going they're going to cease to do that okay and they've been doing that um since uh january of 2020 so we'll take a break we'll be back um about about an hour we're going to kick in with the um table talk a number of issues we're going to talk about be back right after this about courage i learned from my adoptive mom she said sometimes you just gotta hold on and know we'll get through this mom we are so high up hold my hand <laughs> no you hold my hand here we go <laughs> learn about adopting a teen from foster care you can't imagine the reward visit adoptuskids.org to find out more this message is brought to you by adopt us kids the u.s department of health and human services and the ad council these days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX-FM 93.1. 
On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, we are not afraid to stand up to the high and mighty like Jeff Bezos. He had that big cowboy hat on. <laughs> he looked like, like a shrink ray had hit Garth Brooks. <laughs> I'm Peter Sagel. Join me as we speak truth to power, at least until power agrees to buy us out, on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. All of us want to know what's going on, but only some of us want to know the why. That's where we come in. 1A is a place for the curious. Daily conversations for those looking to make sense of our world. I'm Jen White. I hope you'll join me next time for 1A. Catch 1A at its new time. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. and reporting of COVID-19 data on March 10th. Uh, other Hopkins COVID-19 resources remain available. Okay, so on March 10th, they're going to um, shut it down. But before I get to that, let me just mention some programming for tonight that you would want to watch. And Rick Burns, you know, he's an Emmy-winning director. Two-and-a-half-hour program tonight beginning at uh, 8 p.m. to 10.30. Um, Driving While Black. Race, Space, and Mobility in America. Uh, The documentary examines the history of African Americans on the road from the 1930s to the 1960s and beyond. Driving Wild Black, Race, Space, and Mobility in America is a groundbreaking two-hour documentary film by acclaimed historian Dr. Gretchen Sorin and Emmy-winning director Rick Burns, chronicling the riveting history and personal experiences at once liberating and challenging, harrowing and inspiring, deeply revealing and profoundly transforming of Americans on the road from the advent of the automobile through the seismic changes of the 1960s and beyond. Driving While Black explores the deep background of a recent phrase rooted in realities that have been an indelible part of African-American experience for hundreds of years, told in large part through the stories of the men, women, and children who lived through it. And I'm looking in the in the um, take twelve, and um, I see here for tonight uh, where it starts at eight, and it's, it's continued. But I see it continued until ten thirty. So they said two hours here, but I see two and a half hours here in the in the take twelve, and then at ten thirty beyond the canvas. And then uh, at 11 p.m., maybe behind the canvas is out, is, is an hour long. And they made a mistake here. And then um, at 11 o'clock, prelude, 
The Legacy of Garth Fagan Dance, which explores the twists and turns of Garth Fagan's career as a dancer, choreographer, and teacher. So that's tonight. Okay? So, um, yeah, tonight, 8 p.m., Driving While Black, Race, Space, and Mobility uh, in America. So you want to check that out on the Dozen, Channel 12, um, tonight. So um, back to the... Um, Johns Hopkins, right? The reading here. It said, um, "The pioneering public service has operated since the novel coronavirus first began spreading globally in January 2020 to provide the public, journalists, and policymakers across the United States and around the world." with visualizations of cases and deaths as they were being reported. Johns Hopkins' comprehensive pandemic data data will remain free and accessible to researchers, journalists, and the public for all data reported between January 22, 2020 and March 10, 2023. In addition, the interdisciplinary group of faculty and experts in data science, epidemiology, medicine, public health policy, and vaccinology that advised and led the Coronavirus Center, the Coronavirus Resource Center, the CRC, will continue to provide analysis and guidance regarding the ongoing pandemic. The CRC initiative drew on the expertise and collaboration of researchers and faculty from across Johns Hopkins, including the Bloomberg School of Public Health, Whiting School of Engineering, Applied Physics Laboratory, School of Medicine, Sheridan Libraries, and Bloomberg Center for Government Excellence. Quote, every division of Johns Hopkins contributed to making the CRC, which is the Coronavirus Resource Center, into an invaluable, trusted source of information and guidance relied on by the public and policymakers, Johns Hopkins University Ron Daniels said. This interdisciplinary rapid response to the world's worst pandemic in a century exemplifies the critical role research universities have to play in global crises. Johns Hopkins remains committed to providing the public with the most up-to-date research and analysis of the pandemic and will use these same tools to keep building a safer, healthier, more stable global economy. And uh, yeah, man, this this has been a repository, a, a resource that you know we definitely appreciate it. And you know they gotta do what they got to do, you know. So we respect that. That's it. Nothing lasts forever. But at the same time, you know we gonna we gotta keep eye on it, even though things are going good. You know what Um, because we don't want um to keep to take our eye off the. You know, after going on at no point. Okay, we're going through a very good window now. And see how quickly that, that has changed because, you know, we do our own, you know, we do our little homeboy, we do our own homeboy tracking here. And, you know, today's the 7th, right? A month ago, we were at 100 and, 108. And now we're at 25. That's a 75% drop, or thereabouts. I mean, like 76, right? I'm probably
even more than that. That's in the space of a month. Right? On January 7th, that was a Saturday. So it'll be January 8th or January 9th. What was it? January 6th. It January 5th. Bam, bam, bam. Um, okay, no. Remember the 5th was, that? was uh, parade and all that stuff. So January 10th, the closest we got. Well, that's four weeks. Yeah, that's, that's, that's four weeks uh, before we were at uh, 127. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, no, we were at 64 positives, right? At 100 on, on, on January 10th. Within a matter of weeks, right? And we go to, to the 24th, we got a 24th here. Yeah. What our number went to? 259. Imagine that. And now, and then two weeks later, and we got Doug's school lined up. Two weeks later, on the seventh, we're at 108, and then we were vacillating between then, and now we're down to this brilliant number of 25. I'm hoping to let the number get back uh, to zero. So, um, that's all you know. Doing some housekeeping and all that stuff. Make sure we good. And yesterday was okay on Wall Street, kind of flat. Um. Dow close gaining um, 40.47 points, close at 33,431.44. The majority leader, Donald Ducks Cole, uh, is joining us here um, on the Tuesday Table Talk. Uh, good morning, Mr. Majority Leader. What's up, man? How's the capital? Good morning, Mr. President. The capital is looking nice. The sun is coming out. Uh, not a lot of breeze. Everything is good. I I miss you over the weekend, man. I hear you Friday. I hear you yesterday. I, I mean, I had some run-ins. I had some run-ins. You have you have, you have people wondering what happened. No, man. no, no, no. I had some run-ins. I had some run-ins. But when sure. people call me, I know you're missing. <laughs> and I appreciate I appreciate the love, but I had some run. I some family run-ins to deal with. So yes. uh, I dealt with that, and then I uh, back back in the mix, back 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 in the saddle. You know what I'm saying? Back in, so, back in, the, back in the saddle again. <laughs> uh, back in the saddle. Dwayne Henry is supposed to be joining us uh, this morning because um, the two R's they, they're unavailable this morning. They got they got they got run-ins. You know what I'm saying? So they got they got they got run-ins. Rocky, I had run I had run-ins too, but I had I I, I put my run-ins on hold. Ah man, uh, yo yo, you don't know how grateful I am for that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Rocky and Ronnie, uh, they had some they got some run-ins they got to deal with. So it's understandable. Yeah. They they'll get some bush tea later in the week. Do Henry gonna be? Yeah. Uh, Do Henry gonna be um, deputizing in their stead? Because they got a number of things that um. That I want to um, to touch on, you know, I had a conversation with my godfather last night. This uh, this is a, a Winston Foy, right? From over in Saint Thomas, he living he living uh, in Queens, right? And he um, he grew up with um, you know, he grew up with he's playing basketball with Malting, right? With the Celestino Mal- White, Mal- and the great Malting, the great Malting, Celestino White, um, Pedrito Estrella. Right, yeah, Petty. Petty, all of them man used to play. I had a Farrington used to play with them, play with them as well, and all that stuff, and 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 all that. Yeah, I think it's probably Moko. Moko, yeah, I believe it's Moko, right? Yeah. Um, that that was it. That was the uh, the fireman. Yeah. Monroe Farrington, right? That's it. That's the name, right? Yeah. Yeah, Monroe Moko Farrington. Moko Farrington, yeah. yeah. He was tall. He was about six five, six foot six, up there, yeah, right? Yeah, he was like. 
Boko was a big fellow. Yeah, big fellow. Yeah, so so we were talking, uh, and then we got to talking about because uh, he served in 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 the armed forces. Um, so I asked him, did, did you ever do any tours in Vietnam? He said, no, he was, he was on standby. He was in Germany. Right. So, so check this out. Right. You know, you know, the conversation naturally going to veer to the number of Virgin Islanders who died in combat. Right. And, uh -huh. you know, and, you know, over the years they have said that per capita, we're right up there at the top. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I started, you know me now, you know, so while I'm talking to him on one cell phone, I'm on the other one on my tablet and all that stuff, pulling up names, and he was just calling some names. Winston Remo, right? Winston Remo, he, he yeah. was one of the first that he, went away. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that yeah. No, but he yeah. was actually the youngest, yeah, right? The youngest, he was the youngest. Yeah. So when I pulled up his age, right, he, he died um, on May 3rd, 1967, mm -hmm. right? He was born on May 7th, 1945. He wasn't even, he was four days from his 22nd birthday. Yes, yes. That, I, I didn't realize that that loss, I mean, that, that, that uh, he was a baby, Donald Duck School. Yeah. Well, he, he was a baby. And uh, another famous one is uh, Emil White. Emil uh, White, okay. He, he's the brother of uh, Aquanet Shinnery, White Shinnery, who... Who has the the, the 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 baby for our Kali? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was a, she was yeah. a Miss Virgin Islands or something, right? At one point. Yeah. yeah. I I don't remember if she was a Miss Virgin Islands. Yeah. She probably was there, but she. Yeah. 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 Emil White, I think he got killed. I think over in Japan. We actually, well, I, I he gave me some other names. There's an, an, a name and glad he, he Gladstone Carlwood, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, you know who's another one? There was there was a um a Clarence Van Beaver out. There was a Van Beaver out. Right? Yeah, Clarence, Clarence from Beaverhout, that's my my classmate, uh, father. Yeah. And he yeah. was yeah, and, and a matter of fact, Van Beaverhout, he was in his thirties. Cause he uh -huh. was he was born in twenty nine, right? And, and and he died in sixty five. Right? Yep. So I was like, what? And then, then there was another one who who uh, and another there was another veteran who served. He actually um, passed away in twenty nineteen. He didn't die in combat. Uh, his name was uh, Fernando Melchior. Uh, he he died. Uh, he was up in New York, and uh, he he came home in 2019, right before the pandemic. But yeah. um, you know, just going through that, you know, we've <clears throat> we we we've we've contributed uh, to this country, man. We deserve better. Given given our contributions, uh, the great Celestino White. Uh, you know, he walks with a limp, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did his he did his, he did his tours. He did his time in yeah. Vietnam, and he, he got hit with shop shopnel. Yeah. Yeah, he got hit with a sharp nail in over over there in Nam, okay. and I mean he had a lot of uh, brothers I know over here mm -hmm. who, who served and served well. Yeah, they say Aquanet, uh, Aquanet's brother-in-law. Yeah, brother-in-law. Uh, yeah, uh, brother-in-law. Yeah, one of our uh, one of one of one of Emil, our, Emil Emil White. Emil White. Yeah, one of our mutual acquaintances. Your, your former employee just hooked me up with that information there, so you must know who yeah. it is. She to listen to the show, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but just thinking back, you know, and and he so so here's what happened, right? At Okali Bai, right? That's what Okali Bai Phila. His mother name is Philomena. So so what I call Celestino White, I said, hey, look now, when I should talk to Bai, he said, oh Bai Phila. And so I so that that was the first time I asked him. Uh, I I referenced that. I said, Phila, where you get Phila from? He said, yeah, his mother name Philomena. So he's Okali Bai Phila. You know, Bai Phila, <laughs> right? So. So he was saying, right, that uh, um, 
it was it, uh, we the, the island was devastated when they heard about Winston Raymond. He was a Marine, right? Yeah, Win Winston Raymond. Yeah, uh, and, and we grew up on Saint Croix, and this and this is what I wanted to talk to you about. We grew up on Saint Croix, hearing every election cycle votes coming from the Remo Center, but a lot well, of the, but, but the public don't know that the Remo Center is named after a Virgin Islander who lost his life in combat. A lot of people don't know that Winston Remo uh, Recreation Center, yes. And one of his brother, I know if you had know a brother named Gunn. That's the same person that 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 by he referenced. That's, he referenced Gunn last night, yeah. That's Winston Remo brother. Uh, he passed. Uh, Gunn. Gunn. Gunn, uh, Gunn. Gunn passed away. Yeah, Gunn passed away. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but he's where Winston Remo brother. So wrong the feel is is there. That's that center is in honor of. Of the great uh, young man. Okay, so that's a that's a hospital ground location. Hospital ground, right there, right there next to Lina Robert Stadium. Lina Robert Stadium. Okay, okay. Yeah. Wow, wow, Winston Remo. Mm -hmm. Man, that and and when I saw his picture, right there's a, there's a okay, you know they have the wall of veterans who um yeah. uh, who passed away uh, in combat, and I saw this yeah. picture and I see this young man. I said, oh gosh, man, oh god, you could see the baby fat still in the face, man. Oh gosh, yeah. man. Right? Yeah, but them brothers, them brothers went over young, you know. Yeah, they went over when when they were youngsters. I mm -hmm. mean, Celestino when he went, uh, he was a youngster. When he came back yeah. from the military, he went into policing. Yeah, yeah, and the Gladstone, yeah. the Gladstone Calwood, the name mm -hmm. that uh, that by reference, um, he actually enlisted from in New York, right? Oh. So 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 when you so when I when I when I looked it up, you know, I like to do that research thing, right? Um, they didn't have VI next to him. They had New York, New York. And of course, you know, we talk about this migration that took place with Virgin Islanders going to New York, right? Not just Virgin Islanders, um, uh, uh, Caribbean people migrating uh -huh. to New York. You check what I'm saying? And, right. And, and th that, that, that's interesting. Maybe we need, we need to do a little bit more uh, in that regard. So when we get to um, Veterans Affair, when we get to Veterans Affair, uh, uh, director on again, uh, we we could talk about that. We, we're gonna take a little break. We come back, wrap up this, wrap up that conversation, and we're gonna talk about a, a couple of other things that are taking place in the territory. Tuesday table talk in effect with the one and only majority leader Donald Duck School uh, over there in the capital. Be back right after this. Okay, I didn't know. PBS NewsHour has a rich legacy of in-depth reporting and strong storytelling. Only four people have sat in that chair before us, and the enormity of this moment is not lost on me. People turn to us because they know they can hear from trusted sources of information and news. That won't change a bit, even as the faces behind the desk change. Good evening. I'm Jeff Bennett. And I'm Amna Nawaz. Weekdays at 7 p.m. on WTJX TV, Channel 12. Listening to the wings of a monarch butterfly. What a magical thought. They arrive here on the Day of the Dead, which we celebrate here in Mexico. And a lot of the indigenous people believe that it's the souls of their ancestors that are returning. You know? And it's very spiritual. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. 
weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. A new year equals new business opportunities at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers deposit banking products, business online platforms, and commercial loans. Their SBA lending department offers financing options and access to capital for businesses. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay, 340-773-8500, and one in Peters Rest, 340-713-8500. Bank of St. Croix is an equal housing lender. BankofStCroix.com. I'm Deepa Fernandez from Public Radio's Midday News Magazine, Here and Now. We'll bring you all the news that happens between the morning headlines and the afternoon wrap-up, plus conversations with authors and artists. Stories that affect you, maybe a story about you. So please join us for Public Radio's Midday News Magazine, Here and Now. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 p.m. Right here on WTJX FM 93.1. back here and analyze this and like I said it's a gorgeous day in paradise and we got the Tuesday table talk in effect we got Donald Duff School joining us from St. Thomas the capital of majority leader the 30th legislature good morning Mr. Majority Leader good morning uh, Mr. President good and we got Attorney Dwayne Henry uh, joining us on St. Croix normally he's our uh, he's the one who's who'd have been mixing the Maranga and the, the Neem and the and then Noni uh, for the Bush team, but today he's at table talking. But he's having he's having coffee with us on a Tuesday. Good morning, Attorney. Hey, uh, Henry. Glad to have you on. Good morning, Senators. That's why I thought. Good morning. I hope I hope Dwayne Henry drinks some Maranga. I don't drink mine already. No, actually, I'm having some sour up again. Sour <laughs> so yeah. up. You, you want you want to sleep, man? That's what you want. Do, you want to yeah, yeah. Do it. Do it. Sour up and put you to sleep. I got easy bad, eh? Yeah. Easy bad. Hey, do it. Do it. Put on the hat and turn on your camera, man, so we could get you on the link. The, ca- the camera. The, oh, you know what? The camera facing the wrong way. I like to hear that, that local, that colloquial slang. You know what? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> at, at the school, you know what? <laughs> you know what? You know what? That, that, that's our thing. So, so, uh, <clears throat> so, uh, Dwayne Henry, um, yes, I, I was mentioning, and I, I think you were listening, and I apologize for, for taking so long to get you involved, um, about the a conversation I had with. With make make, make make Godfather, right? Mm-hmm. Winston Fai, uh, affectionately known as Bai, right? Mm-hmm. Live up in live up in Queens, and he served two years in a in a service, and and he was just re- we were reminiscing. That's basically he was reminiscing because I was I was born in '64, so I was still a tap at that particular time, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he mentioned um um Winston Remo, right? And mm-hmm. And he had, I think he had just come back home um, from his two years in the army when uh-huh. um, they found out that um, Mr. Remo had died uh, in Vietnam and uh, uh-huh. he was a Marine. And uh, so when I pull it up, I, you know, to, to see that you know, these young men sacrificed their, 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 their life, you know, they made a commitment. They get drafted, first of all. You know what I'm saying? Back then they had an act- active draft, right? And when you look up the age, man, he didn't even make, he was four days removed from making 22, man. Wow. Amazing, you know, as a veteran, you know, I, you know it's, um, it moves me in a special way. Yeah. Um, the 
and I, I heard the conversation and I came on. I actually went to the VVMF.org. I'd never seen a picture of Winston Ramo before, and um, but I knew he was a veteran, but I didn't realize he had died in combat until you know, the thing, but I didn't know he was a veteran. And um, wow, you know, you, you see the picture of him sitting down, cleaning it with his rifle in the, in the bunker. Uh, you know, just a T-shirt that is very, very young dude. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that's the, yeah. And for years, yeah. you know, for years we're hearing a uh, voice mm-hmm. coming in from high school, yeah. from Joseph Gomez. Um, mm-hmm. what do, um, Gladys Abraham, um, Doc School. That's a, that's a big polling place as well, right? Um, yeah, Gladys Abraham yeah. used to be Cohen Terrace. Cohen Terrace and Cancrine. Yeah, and, 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 and Cancrine, right? And Sibley and Sibley up top. Sibley up top. And then it used to be Eudora Ken, but now it's Bertha Bashalti, right? And, yeah. and and then we'd hear uh we'd hear Winston Remo, right? Yeah. And 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 the reason for the Remo Center is because one of our young Virgin Islanders lost his life uh serving uh in um the Marines at that particular time. Now the one the one that you mentioned, uh Doc School, Emil White, right? Yeah. <clears throat> he was killed in Sabana Seca and Puerto Rico. Oh, it's yeah. in Puerto Rico. Yeah, he died in Puerto Rico. That was a navy bombing. Yes, right? Yes. And yes, one of yes. one of one of the Puerto Rico militants, uh-huh. you know, did that dirty deed, yeah. man. Did that dirty deed. So one of ours he died right next door. Right in Puerto yes, Rico, yes. And I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that's Vieques. More than likely, that's Vieques, right? Because that's yes. where the the Navy station was, right? Attorney Henry or uh, uh, Doc School. So, actually, uh, Ro- Ro- Roosevelt Rose. Rose. Yeah. Roosevelt Rose. That's, that's it. That, that was in Vieques, right? That was in Vieques Saber. or Puerto Rico. Saber. 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 Okay. Saber. Okay. Next to Fajardo. Next to Fajardo. Okay. 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 Yeah, I flew in there many times on my way home. That mm-hmm. was that was so vexed when they closed that station because. That was a, a you know a, I only had to pay a ticket from Puerto Rico to Saint Croix. Mm-hmm. You know I was in North Carolina. I would drive up to Norfolk. <coughs> yeah. Catch the hot dog. And and he uh, Doc School, he he uh he was born in 1959, right? Yeah. And he died in uh, what's it? What's it? Seven December third, 1979. Right. A Navy yeah. bus occupied by 18 unarmed enlisted personnel assigned to the Naval Security Group activity in Sabana Seca, Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. Was carrying a group um, to communicate, uh, was carrying the group to a communications tra- transmitter on the eastern end of Puerto Rico. So you're right there. Um, Dwayne Henry uh-huh. Fajardo is right here on the southeast side of Puerto Rico, uh-huh. right? During the journey, a truck ahead of the bus suddenly blocked its path and another vehicle carrying five men Pulled up alongside and opened fire with powerful assault weapons. The bus was caught in a hail of bullets lasting 30 seconds. A lifetime, according to one survivor. And when the chaos subsided, two men were dead and 10 others in the bus were wounded. One of the fatalities, it wasn't a bombing. It was a a hit, right? One of the fatalities was Emile Etienne White. RM3, U.S. Navy, a native of Charlotte, Amali, U.S. Virgin Islands. He graduated from school there in 1977, followed by the attendance at Navy Radio Man School in San Diego. He was assigned to Sabana, Sabana Seca on May 9, 1978, where he reportedly gave his time and talents by performing disco shows and improving the quality of entertainment. Associates described him as a true professional involved 
with all facets of radio communications and constantly seeking more knowledge and experience in the field. He was additionally known to have contributed significantly to recruiting efforts in the Virgin Islands. Credit for the attack was claimed by Los Macheteros, man, the Puerto Rico Popular Army. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A, a militant nationalist movement that campaigns for and supports independence from the United States. So, wow. There's, uh, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a bust of him on the waterfront uh, right there across from uh, the Winwood Passage Hotel. Mm-hmm. Hold on, there's a bust of Emil White right there. On, yeah, on, no, on the waterfront. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, um, the, the, the Navy log dot Navy Memorial dot org. Um, it has the United States Navy has his name here. All that stuff. So I want to thank um, your successor, Donald Duck School, for sending me this information. Yeah, yeah, you, you clear, clearly y'all rubbed off. Uh, yeah, the, the research and history, the history side that y'all rubbed off. So that's a good thing. So, um, Tony Henry, as a as a as a former veteran, um, I know some people. Um, wondering why am I talking about this um, um, in March? Because you know, Veterans Veterans Day is the 11th and Memorial Day, May, and all that stuff. No, no, no. This is VI, VI Black History Month. No, we could talk about anybody. Um, VI Black History Month, and and it's good to recognize those who may have lost their lives in very unexpected, you know, shocking developments. And as a as a former as a former serviceman, um, you can relate to this. Absolutely. Um Yes, you know, my mantra, you know, I, need to, I get emotional when we speak about veterans, so they're going to have a stutter a lot this morning. But, um, you know, the, my mantra is that whatever a veteran wants, get to them. I don't care what, where the money comes from, what it costs, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, just get to because the, the sacrifice these people do, and I am one of the fortunate ones. We, we, we tend to take serving for granted, and we should not. Mm-hmm. We should I am not. one of the fortunate ones. You know, these, these, these people really, you know, I, I just can't imagine. My, my oldest brother went to Vietnam when he was 17 years old. Mm-mm. And he got injured over there and um, burned up for oh, Wow. And I always said, he had killed my mother. Yeah. Child, but I wouldn't even be here. Here it is. I owe him like everything. Wow. You know, and we should think that way when we think of these veterans, especially the ones that have gotten injured and, and, and definitely the ones that have given their lives. Because yeah. nobody goes into the army saying, you know, I'm going to do whatever I want to do to get killed today. Nobody does that. Yeah. yeah everybody man. goes in thinking that, you know what? I can't wait for leave so I could go home. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to make a point about. Um, the um the home records you know when you enter maps the military entrance processing center is a maps in puerto rico over the years the number one maps of virgin islands have been new york yeah and and, and the new york center for years only recently did they change it would process you as a new york that's what they did with gladstone carl what i tell you that's what i was telling that score earlier right Mm -hmm. Like I went, like I went by. He tell me about Gladstone Calwood, and I looked him up. It had New York, New York. So I told him, I said, it looks like he entered, he enlisted out of New York, which which is yeah. which is typical because we keep talking about immigration that took place for years, and a lot of people, a lot a lot of people who and who who enlisted enlisted out of New York and New Jersey. 
Right. But, yeah. but what I'm saying is, even if you had enlisted from the Virgin Islands, mm -hmm. because your entry point was New York. Oh, okay, that's what you're saying. New York okay. is your home record. Yeah. Because for years, they had me as New York, and I tried like hell to change it. Oh. Until a re-enlistment period to change it. You can't just go in and change it. Wow. Right. So a lot of people just never bother. A lot of people that have entered, even I've entered from New York, but there's a lot of people that have entered from the Virgin Islands over the years. But it's listed as either Puerto Rico or New York because that's where their MIPS entry was. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yes. Uh, yes Neville yes. and Attorney, Attorney Henry, one of the things with the, 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 the veterans benefit at GERS, mm -hmm. uh, uh, at one point you had gotten 10 years for serving in the military. That's correct, yeah. And, and what happened was it was amended, uh, you know, former Senator about Brian. Yes. Came and said, listen, we can't be given, because people used to leave the states, come down here, serve mm -hmm. up there and get this benefit. I know about five people who got benefit under that program who were from the mainland. Right. What, the, what the amendment did was say you had to have entered the military and reduce it to three, three, three years. Three years, number one, yeah. Enter the military from the Virgin Islands or a Virgin Islander, because you're saying mm -hmm. who entered like in New York, they can mm -hmm. get that benefit. So right. it was limited to that. Yeah. But, but yeah. check. But, I was but, but look, no, I, quite I, upset when that amendment was done. Not because of the residency thing, which they needed to do, but they reduced it from 10 to three years, which I think was, you know. And I didn't save the system anything. So. But, but mm -hmm. I, I, I just noticed something, gentlemen. The name Gladstone Calwood that I that I reference, and they say um, <clears throat> County of Record, New York City, right? Mm -hmm. He was born in he was born in Saint Thomas, Ducks and and Dwayne Henry. He was twenty years old when he died, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, well, no, well, well, I take my, my point yeah, yeah. He, he he was born he was born on November twelfth, nineteen forty seven, and he died June eleventh. 1968 so he didn't even he didn't even get to his 21st birthday which would have been november 12th 1968 and he right. died in um bin bin duang that was a casualty province and mm -hmm. but they got home of record and county of record new york city yeah. but we know that he he was originally uh out of uh charlotte mali you know check mm -hmm. wow and they got a picture here of him in, in graduating from high school with a diploma on and thing you know baby face you know Wow, wow! I, by the way, um, Attorney Henry, I, I didn't mean to get you choked up, but but I want you to know that, but but no, but, but okay. no, but there's nothing wrong. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's real emotions, man. I didn't, I really didn't mean to do that, but clearly this is near and dear and personal to you, so uh, I could understand um, why uh, uh, you went that way. This is your hometown of the hometown of record for Gladstone Coward at the time was New York. Now, by the way, Brian O'Reilly, right? Uh, he does a lot with 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 with, with remembering our veterans, um, because there was an article here on www.legion.org, a September nineteenth, two thousand nineteen article, and um, where um, retired school teacher Joan Keenan started off wanting to just capture voices of World War II veterans living in the Virgin Islands, a place she's called home for more than fifty years. But at the urging of and support from others, including the American Legion Department of Puerto Rico's District 10 in the U.S. Virgin Islands, and with a crew of willing volunteers, <clears throat> that project has turned into three documentaries, all directed and produced by Keenan, 
over the past 12 years, in the past seven months, the third of those documentaries has won multiple prestigious awards, including three from the National Tele Awards. And the most recent one was Proudly We Serve Virgin Islands Veterans of the Korean War. So I got to reach out to Brian O'Reilly and get him on uh, so we could um, talk about this um, a little bit yeah, more. Jump on your bike and you could catch him in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Brian O'Reilly, that, that's, 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 that's a Steve O'Reilly pick me on out there. Uh, the, yeah, the, the yeah. budget director yeah, back in the day. Um, and you were you were working in the legislature at the time, right? Doc School yes, when Steve was, when yeah. Steve O'Reilly was was yeah, yeah. was the great Stephanos, yeah, yeah, yeah. O'Reilly, a great man, a great man. But Neville, uh, Henry, one of the things I just want to interject is for me under the, the reign of President Trump, one of the most egregious thing that I think Ooh. he did was when he go against those gold star family and oh God. and and, and uh, McCain and all of that. I mean, mm -hmm. that one, I didn't serve. But of all the things he did, right, mm -hmm. doing that, and he got away, you know, with a draft about he got bone spurs and all of that, and mm -hmm. he's, now, he's now the commander-in-chief, and he can go... And and go after these individuals who went and put. No, 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 no. Here, no, no, no. Here, what he said. No, here, what here, what he said. I, I like people who don't get captured. Yeah, 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 man. That that, that dude's a clown. We, I, I don't, I don't mean to talk about the president, like that, but that dude makes some clownish statements, man. That's beneath him. Yeah, yeah. We we, we gotta take a break. We gotta take a break. Come out, wrap this up, and then touch on a couple of issues as well. Table yeah. talk Tuesday, in effect. Be back right after this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party! Or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. Right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. If it's happening around the world... NPR's Frank Langfitt is in London covering this one. Hey, Frank. Good morning. Cuba is experiencing its biggest anti-government protests. If it's happening here at home... On a blistering hot day in Twin Falls, Idaho... On the northeast border of Mississippi, where the river nourishes rich and green. Morning edition from NPR News will take you there, wherever the story is. Listen every weekday. From 6 to 8 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1.